Uh, this is Thum Witten, president of Advanced Beauty College, and you're listening to From the Heart with Ed Hart. This is Christina Nguyen, managing director of Studio 18 Nail Bar, and you're listening to From the Heart with Ed Hart. So my guests this morning on From the Heart are just uh, one lifetime dear friend and one lifetime new friend, I can tell. Um, I met Tam in 2012 uh, at an event, Cal State Fullerton related, and found out that he ran a family business with his sister, Lynn. Mm -hmm. And from there, we just became friends and eventually they joined the center. Uh, soon after that, we're nominated and selected uh, by the Orange County Business Journal as Small Family Business of the Year. And shortly thereafter, they were then selected and, and inducted into the Cal State Fullerton Center for Family Business Hall of Fame. And that just says a little bit about the type of people they are and the type of company they run. But I know a lot more about them because I've traveled to Vietnam with them. I've spent a lot of time with them. Tam and I are, are brothers from another mother, as we like to say. Uh, I think my first text message of every day lately has been either to or from Tam. And uh, we, just, we just have a great history. My new friend, Christy, who you also see on the screen here today, as she mentioned, uh, with her parents three years ago, launched Studio, um, Studio 18 Nail Bar. I will get that down. And uh, we'll hear more about her and her background and her history as well. But when she sent me her bio, it was very clear how important family is to her. Uh, and I'm excited to get to know Christy better today and for you to get to know her better as well, those who don't already know her. Um, I launched this podcast with the idea of sitting down and talking with people who have amazing stories. And I think you're going to find out, as I already know, the amazing stories that, that these two individuals have. Both of them are Cal State Fullerton alums, thus the Cal State Fullerton on my chest and in, in the background behind me. I'm not really on campus violating any stay away from campus orders, <laughs> this little virtual thing on, on, the, on Zoom. Um, each of them has three kids, I believe. So they have noisy households. And so it's pretty miraculous that at 8 a.m. on a Monday morning, we're able to get uh, some peace and quiet here. So I appreciate that. Business was going well, humming along for both of them when we all got the news, like, you know, like everybody within the last six weeks or less that uh, we were going to be shutting down. So they've teamed up uh, with others to just create an amazing uh, outreach to, to, to the community, and I'll have them tell about that. So first of all, Tam and Christy, welcome. Thank you for joining me this morning. It's good to see you both. Thank you for having us. Good morning, Ed. Thank you for having us. Appreciate you, it. You bet. So Christy, in the spirit of ladies first, I'm going to start with you. Um, can you just tell me a little bit about yourself, your background? I know, as I mentioned in the intro, you went to Cal State Fullerton. You're a mother of three. You're a business owner. Um, yeah. So beyond um, that, yeah. Yeah. So I I was um, born and raised in California. My first half, um, I grew up in San Jose. The second half of my life down in Southern California. Um, kind of difficult because you know it's in the middle of my high school years. But looking back, it was definitely a blessing in disguise. Um, I ended up graduating from Cal State Fullerton with a degree in business um, with a marketing emphasis. I had amazing professors that had a great time at Cal State Fullerton. I, you know, could not have have had better professors. I could, there's so much good, there, there's a lot of good things I can say about Cal State Fullerton. Um, I began working at the age of 16 in retail. I created a seven-year career in, um, in retail banking, which led to business banking. Um, and then eventually I just decided that, you know, I, you know, I, I had my first son and, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to stay home. And so now, um, six years later, I have three kids, we live in orange. Um, and you know, life is good. You know, it's, it's crazy hectic, but it's good. Um, but you know, three years ago, 
my parents decided to uh, end their engineering careers. They retired from that. They, you know, have worked tirelessly their entire lives to do it. Um, and they wanted to just open just a, just a place where people could relax. They could just get away from the daily stresses of life. Uh, we make all of our products in-house. Um, well, not all actually, but you know, a lot of our products in-house. We don't like to buy things in jars and containers. Um, we just want to make sure that people are getting the best products possible. So we've, we've curated a recipe for, you know, to make as many things as we can. Nice. Um, and so, you know, business has been good. We thought about expanding. Um, you know, we, we, just, we love our community in Tustin. We've met so many wonderful people that we've actually built lifelong friendships with. Um, you know, so we are more, we love the mom and pop. We love the community feel. We, you know, it's, it's just, it's more personal. You know, they come in and we ask how their day was or, you know, how their kid's birthday party was. And, you know, it's just that sense of community that we've just built over the years. And so, you know, just like everybody else during this time, um, COVID hit and it hit hard. Yeah. And so, you know, unfortunately now, you know, our gross monthly income has gone from, you know, something that was definitely comfortable to now nothing. And so, you know, I, at the end of the day, we would prefer to be closed for the sake of our community, for the sake of our employees, for my mom who is there most of the time, because um, I'm, you know, I'm not home with three kids trying to balance sure. everything. But you know, it's just the safety is more important than anything else. Um, right. Although I do understand the, ram the ramifications of being safe. That means you know you're scared that your business isn't going to survive. Um, you're scared that COVID will, you know will attack more than just people it's going to attack the business and the economy and so you know it's kind of a struggle in that sense but knowing that i still have my family and that we can wake up and still call them and still be with them um you know it's just what matters most and i think that's why we started this initiative um just basically from the heart yeah excellent yeah. I, I like how you threw that from the heart that was nice thank you for that <laughs> i know you didn't mean to do that but i appreciate that yeah, it's ironic too uh and tam i'll ask you in just a second the same question to kind of tee it up your background a little bit but you talked christy about how one of the reasons you created this this business was to help people in stressful times just kind of relax and, and de-stress and here we are at a time when people need it the most and mm -hmm. can't use it so i want to come back to that in a little while to find out maybe some things that you may be doing in that area as well, even though you can't have the brick and mortar open right now. Tam, I know a lot about your family, but a lot of us uh, and most who, Tam's everywhere, probably every, there probably isn't anybody who will hear this today that doesn't already know Tam. He's, he's, I, I always say that he's like quadruplets. You know, he's, he's with his kids, he's with his wife, he's in the community, he's at the school, and it's almost like he's all there at the same time. So tell us a little bit, Tam, about your background, education, your family, and anything else you'd like to say to, as we get started today. No, first, first and uh, foremost, thank you, Ed. You are truly a brother from another mother. Mm -hmm. I'm deeply connected to you. Uh, I think it's important for the audience to know that although my name is pronounced Tam in English, in Vietnamese, it's pr pronounced Thum Thum. And it's very important to know that Thum, uh, my whole family has the name Thum in it for three generations. Uh, mom and dad are Mun Thum and Kian Thum. Myself and my sister are Lin Thum and Tan Thum. And my three kids are named Chen Thum, Tian Thum, and Mei Thum. And I want you to know that Thum means heart. Nice. And so, so obviously we're related, Ed. Uh, there you Ed go. Hart, That's right. From the heart, uh, yeah. we 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 we've truly connected on our hearts and, and thumb does mean heart. And, and, you and have I, to teach me how to spell that in Vietnamese so that I can it, say it, it back it, the other way. 
the beauty is it's spelled the same way in English as Vietnamese. So it's T-A-M. Oh, it just, oh, perfect. All right. Yeah. It has an accent over the O. So it literally has a hat over the A uh, of, 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 of the vowel. And, and that's what gives the home and, and the thumb, the thumb uh, pronunciation. Spent so 10 days in Vietnam with you. And this is my first Vietnamese lesson. I should have done this before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but right. um, no, thank you for, uh, again, Ed, for being a brother. Um, we, we, my family uh, were Vietnamese refugees. Uh, 45 years ago this month, on April 30th, 1975, on the fall right. of Saigon, uh, we came to the U.S. And uh, we were displaced from our country as refugees and sought a new home. And, uh, and so, uh, and so I, I'm happy to always tell the, the short version of where I came from in my background as made in Vietnam and assembled in the U.S. <laughs> I like it. Um, so I, although I was made in Vietnam, uh, our, our journey was very hard. Uh, we, we came through Guam. We were processed as a family through a tent city in Guam. And then uh, we were actually um, split up. My dad actually uh, ended up in, uh, in Camp Pendleton, San Diego. And my mom, myself, and pregnant with my sister Lynn, ended up in Fort Chafee, Arkansas, at a different military base. Um, we were reunited through the American Red Cross in Santa Cruz three months later, uh, where my sister Lynn was born Thanksgiving Day, 1975. Wow, Santa Cruz. That's right. We celebrated her birthday when we were in Vietnam. That's right. Um, so, our, although um, uh, although we we came with nothing but the shirts on our backs, and uh, with we we were sponsored by a wonderful American family that we still keep in touch today. So, I'd like to give a shout out to my uh, aunt and my mother, uh, uh, Ariane Laidlaw, who lives in Sacramento. Uh, she's nice. a second mother to me, and she was our first American mother for our family. Awesome. Tell me a little bit about how Cal State Fullerton shaped you. Yeah, Cal State Fullerton is everything to us. I mean, my sister was educated there with two degrees. I myself uh, was educated there for my MBA. And Cal State Fullerton is where we, uh, is the foundation of our education. And uh, we're, we're both titans for life. Uh, so my sister and I feel that Cal State Fullerton has given us so much more than we could ever give back to Cal State Fullerton. Christy, when I say, tell me about your mom and dad, mm -hmm. what's the first thing that comes up for you? They are just the most loving and generous people that expect nothing in return. Um, you know, e even for me, you know, it, when I go over there, I mean, they still try to do everything for me. And I'm, you know, I'm definitely capable with three kids, but, you know, they're, they're just the most heartwarming people and my my parents will go out of their way to just make someone feel comfortable just make someone feel like they're appreciated and I think that's where I get it from um you know they have worked so hard they have had definitely not the easiest life at all sure. um just just like you know and thumb's parents you know they are refugees as well they definitely did not have it easy but you know they are much stronger than I will ever be um, just being able to immigrate from Vietnam to the States, not knowing the language, not knowing the country, not just not knowing anything. And, you know, they survived and they made it. Um, and I think, unfortunately, that's, you know, until this, till this day, it's actually looked very looked down upon um, and they're not given enough credit. Um, you know, I just think that if, if for you to be transplanted from one country to another and make it, I mean, it's a huge feat in itself. And I'm, uh, sure. And I think that's a huge success story. Um, so, you know, so that's why partnering with my parents to open what they've always dreamed about wanting to open. 
um, that was never even a question. And so, you know, if they're going to pour their heart and souls into it, I was going to do the same because that was their dream. Um, they've worked tirelessly in their engineering careers just so that my brother and I could, you know, finish school, could have a comfortable life. And they gave up so much for us that, you know, it's the least we can do for them. Um, and so, I mean, I just, my, my parents are the most giving and loving people I've ever met. So they, they've really just shaped me into who I am and make me want to be a better person every day. Awesome. I'm looking forward to meeting them. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Tam? Same question. Tell me about mom and dad. I know them both. I've, I've spent a little bit of time with each of them, but I always love to hear a son's perspective or a daughter, in this case, with, with Christy's perspective of your parents. My parents represent so many things for me, including um, love, sacrifice, and the ultimate models, role models in hard work. Um, you know, for me and Lynn to be able to grow up in the U.S. and and observe role models who outworked everyone, who gave us more love than we could ever know, even uh, under the circumstances uh, of being poor. We never felt that we didn't have anything that any other neighbors or kids had, even under our circumstances of, 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 of having very little material things. Um, we, um, my parents gave us all the basic necessities of life that allowed me and Lynn to not only survive in a new country for our family, but actually thrive. And, and Lynn and I often still today, very close siblings. Uh, we talk every day and talk about how mom and dad has shaped our lives and how we have to step up as parents. Uh, my sister Lynn also has three children and how we have to step up as parents along with our spouses to be the parents that our parents were. That's awesome. So you both, the reason I asked that question is to set the framework for the foundation that you both have as you were raised and even today. Um, and you both have the business side as well. That's what I love about family business is family business really crosses generations. Uh, the successful ones, you can just see the, the thing that I see in common in, in successful family businesses that are multi-generational is the respect that the next generation has for their previous generation and that desire to honor that legacy. Yeah. It may not be that they are, you know, that they passed the business on to you and now you're running it, but in some cases it is, or in your case, Christy, you're running it together. Mm -hmm. um, so that business relationship for me, to me, it's just beautiful to see how that transition can happen so effectively. And, and I honor the two of you for how well you honor your parents, because I think that that's a, as a parent myself and all three of us are, I think nothing brings us more joy than to see when our children do something that, that makes us just kind of get the smile on our face and warms the heart a little bit. And I know that the two of you are both doing that for your mom and dad. So thank you for being the type of children that, uh, that uh, are great role models for others. Thank Let me you. shift for a second and just talk. Christy, I'll start with you. Tell me a little bit about um, how business was going for the studio right up until we got all this news about COVID-19. Yeah, so you know, uh, business was going great. Um, we, uh, you know, every day, every month was better than the last, um, you know, this, Businesses always have their ups and downs, but nonetheless, at the end of the day, I mean, we had definitely more ups than anything. So the thought of expansion was something that um, crossed our minds, um, location, what, if we wanted to, how we wanted to elevate our brand um, even more so than we already have. Um, you know, so, I mean, that was definitely in the works and in the talks, but, you know, 
COVID hit really hard. And so, you know, that's, I think, I believe expansion is something that's in our future. Um, I, I would like for it to be in our future. It just, you know, at this point in time, um, just staying afloat in our current location is probably our main focus right now. Um, we need to just get out of this um, kind of COVID attack. <laughs> And then, um, and then reevaluate, refocus, rebuild. Um, but you know, I, it's we we will make it out of this. Um, we we will make it a point. My parents have worked so hard, and you know, the last thing I'm going to do is, you know, the last thing I'm going to is the last thing is you know the business is going to close up. Like I'm just not going to let that happen for, for sure. the sake of my parents. Um, but you know, I I. I think eventually, maybe in a year or two, um, we could expand. But you know, right now we just, when we're allowed to reopen and when the stay-at-home order, the non-essential businesses are are allowed to resume their daily lives, then you know, I think we will um, work tirelessly to just bring back the community because you know it's going to be in different times. It's not not going to be like what it was before. Um, people are unemployed, people are suffering, um, and so you know, I think we. Do have to come up with a different game plan and not expect it to be what it was. Sure. Mm -hmm. Tam, I know you guys were, you know, you're in two locations in Orange County now. I know there's been talk yes. of a third. Um, I've been in your office and your building and your school many, many times. I've seen just that vibrant electricity that's there when you walk in. Maybe it's that I'm this six foot three Caucasian guy walking into Little Saigon. Maybe that has something to do with it, but you know, the energy that's there when you walk in is, is palpable. Tell me about how things were going up until the point, and then maybe in your answer, if you could then transition us into when you got word that this was probably going to be stopping. Okay, yeah. First of all, Ed, you know that you're beloved at Advanced <laughs> Beauty College in Little Saigon. So, yeah, it's one of my favorite places. Yeah, but um, Lynn and I, along with our leadership team at Advanced Beauty College, we're weeks away from acquiring a third campus in LA County. Wow. We, we had we had gone through a six-month vetting process uh, to do the merge uh, to do the acquisition, and the the terms were already agreed on both sides. We're nearing agreement on both sides. That's how close we were. At that point, it wasn't about if we're going to acquire acquire the third location, but when. And 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 and, and the next step was actually uh, we had a meeting set up uh, before right before COVID hit. We had a meeting set up with the landlords. Uh, the following week, in order to work out some terms on the on the rental and the um, and and for us to come in as a, as a new lease and, and acquisition yeah. of the building, so so we were that close when wow. COVID hit. Uh, when COVID hit uh, mid March, uh, we 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 were one of the you know first beauty colleges here uh, in Southern California to decide to close. Uh, and uh, and so uh, when I say decide to close, that means again no students in. We had to make the in 33 years in our family business, we never made the pivot. Uh, we, we've always wanted to become a distance education online, but we know how difficult it was with, uh, with federal agencies, state agencies, accreditation and all of that, um, uh, because that's not common throughout the US. But within three days, we got approved for temporary distance education through our accrediting wow. agency, and we pivoted. Uh, we worked tirelessly about um, our leadership team, uh, uh, there were six of us that worked 12-hour days for two straight weeks um, uh, right before, during this whole time uh, mm -hmm. so that we can get um, our curriculum, our 400 students online, our, all of our teachers trained up on the platform, acquiring the uh, platform, and working with our um, 
distance education partners. It was incredible. We've never had a pivot like that in 33 years. But I'm happy to say for the first time in, in our family business history, 30 plus years that we are now a distance education uh, uh, um, beauty college. So will you keep that going now? We're, we're past COVID, not we're not today, but you know, thinking ahead now, hopefully weeks um, or less. But um, when you can start to welcome students back into the facilities, will you maintain a hybrid of the online or will you just shift back to only in person? What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely, 110%, yes. We are definitely gonna be a hybrid moving forward and, awesome. uh, and incorporating all this technology. We've realized now uh, what, what it is to be able to teach theory, all of our theory, 50% of our programs for hair, nails, barbering, skin are all online now. And, uh, and there's always silver linings in crises and uh, yeah. positive ways to look at things. And, and we've chosen to look at this positively as a great opportunity for all of our students and future students to have an online component. So we're going through the process of now not only making a temporary distance education, but putting in our application to make it permanent. Awesome. So Christy, Tam just said two words that I love that I've heard just about every day in this whole crisis and pandemic that we're in. And those are the words silver lining. Tell me now about how you and maybe, you know, Tam, at this point, just three people sitting around having coffee at a, you know, at a coffee house near you. Um, conversation more than interview at this point. How did either of you get involved? And tell us a little bit about the nailing it for healthcare workers and just the, the impetus behind it and, and you know, maybe the first meeting or discussion where, hey, this is something we need to do. I'm just really fascinated when people take really difficult situations and you had the options, both of you, just holding up and writing it out and you know, binging on TV shows and, and hanging out with family. And I know we're all hanging out with family. We're all getting a lot of that, but you've chosen to take action. So using that silver lining of this crisis, how have you blessed the lives of other people? Tell me how that got started. Yeah, you know what, I'll actually let um, Tam take the lead on this because he was the one that actually initially started everything. So I'll get I'll let him do the backstory and, and I'll just kind of add on to that. Okay, thank you. Yeah, so um, first and foremost, obviously having the full confidence of my sister Lynn as the co-owner for our family business at Advanced Media College and having the best leadership team we've ever had in place from Tracy Pham, Suzette uh, Marchetti, to, uh, to Darren and Christine, my wife. I mean, we, I had the full confidence that if I got involved in doing something in the community that I could give it my 100% knowing that my family business had all the best leaders in place already. That was number one. Uh, number two, um, I wanted to um, have obviously the support of my wife at home, who's the leader at home. Sure. And, and, and who, we have three kids, young kids too at home. So again, having my wife's full support as well as my parents, mom and dad in on this was very important for the family uh, stability in terms of the emotional uh, support. Um, so when I was obviously like everyone else at home at that time, COVID-19, it was just a heart-wrenching pandemic, right? And, and something I knew I had to put my heart into and, and why, living with us at that time was Christine, my wife's younger sister, Iris, and she's an ICU nurse in a local hospital. Right. In my best friend from childhood, Reggie Yase, who's my best man in my wedding, is an ER nurse here in Orange County, hmm. you know, working. Um, my sister, Lynn, her husband is a physician and his older brother works in the ER 
here locally. So this is this hit very close to very home. Very much at home, sure. I mean, this hit very close to home. My wife's a pharmacist as well at a local hospital. So this hit very close to home. Uh, me, myself, having to gone through medical school myself, obviously I keep in touch with all my close friends uh, in medical school. And, and, and so they're all local physicians here going through the same thing. So it was heart-wrenching. I knew I had to pour my heart and soul into this. So I went Advanced Beauty College, had to be had it had to go online and, and and all of our students had to be home and our staff at home we knew we had a chance to to work together and, and, and do better for our community i was reached out by um a creative genius a pr creative genius named ted Nguyen, mm -hmm. uh, who works for octa and and he he's a nationally recognized pr and communications expert and, and he reached out to me because uh he himself his family owned nail salons as well uh, uh through his family and his mom and we both decided at that time uh, to discuss this initiative called Nailing It for Healthcare Workers. And so we needed to get, uh, gather all of our nailing it, nails community. And we knew we had a big community. There, there's, you know, um, so as you may know, 80% of, of Vietnamese uh, of nail salons in, in California are, are Vietnamese owned and over 50% nationwide. So, so we're talking about a pool of 400,000 here. Yeah. You can uh, pull the team together pretty quickly. Sure. So, yeah. Um, so we were able to move, move really quickly. And, um, and I was able to work uh, closely with our friend, Johnny Ngo of Whale Spa mm -hmm. and uh, in the nail, who's our nail supplier. And then of course, uh, rounding out the team, um, we needed a, a leader, a co-leader uh, and someone who is a nail salon owner themselves currently. And, and, and we all believed that we, we knew that our first choice was, uh, was Christy. Christy Nguyen owns a Studio 18 Nail Bar. She's, uh, as a second generation owner working with her parents, has elevated the nails industry in creating uh, a high-end experience and, 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 of course, makes us very proud as community members. So Christy was willing to take my call and, uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and answer the call to action. So uh, needless to say, uh, this movement has, in three short weeks, um, has grown tremendously. Uh, we, we, we believe in the campaign wholeheartedly. Uh, we know that we were protecting uh, by getting these, all these important, important material from our closed nail salons, uh, namely masks and gloves and hand sanitizers, really quickly over to our frontline healthcare workers, our family members who are working in the hospitals that we knew uh, didn't have enough PPEs. And so that's, that's how it came to uh, fruition. I have to say throughout this, um, these last a few weeks uh, since COVID, uh, the two people I get to talk to the most outside of my, my wife, mom, and dad are actually Christy and you, Ed. Nice. Well, it's an honor for me to be one of those. That's for sure. Anybody that doesn't take your call, I don't understand. <laughs> So, I agree. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was a call that was an easy one to take, right, Christy? Definitely, reaches so. Out. Definitely so. So I want to transition into some initiatives that you're doing now in this Nailing It campaign. Um, talk to me, either one of you, about the significance of the year 1975. Because I know that we're looking at, you know, we're going to get into the 1975 initiative that we're doing. Why, no. why 1975? Yeah, I'll start and then Christy chime in. Um, 1975, as you know, is the most important and significant uh, year in Vietnam history with the U.S. Uh, that was the year that marked the end of the war. And mm -hmm. that war ended specifically on the date, April 30th, 1975, what we as Americans call the fall of Saigon. Yeah. It, 
and uh, and we we know the story. We've seen enough documentaries. There's been enough movies made about it, and even uh, theater with Miss Saigon. Uh, so obviously the story's been told by Americans, but we also have uh, the stories, many stories told by Vietnamese Americans, and and the Nails community being obviously the largest Vietnamese uh, occupation uh, that that has uh, grown uh, in the world, uh, starting here in the U.S. 1975 means so much to us because our families, uh, whether we came in 1975 or the subsequent years to follow in the U.S., that marked the beginning of the Vietnamese birth in the U.S. Uh, we are Americans now. We are very proud Americans. We want to do our part to give back to America. And, and because of the sacrifices of our um, parents and our forefathers in America, we believe um, we're part of the American fabric. Thus, uh, we've started a, a second phase of the Nailing It for Healthcare um, campaign. Uh, in the first phase, we're, we're uh, fortunate enough to get 120,000 masks, over 300,000 gloves, and, 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 and tens of thousands of hand sanitizers donated. But in this next phase, we believe in this 1975 campaign. And so what we've been able to do is we've been also reach out across to other industries, such as our brothers and sisters that own restaurants. Mm -hmm. And we now have 20 Vietnamese American restaurant owners uh, in, in Orange County and LA County uh, that are now committed to uh, doing 1975 meals each uh, uh, this, coming, uh, this coming week uh, so that we can, again, serve the already 70 hospitals, medical clinics, homeless shelters, and nursing homes that we're currently serving. That's awesome. Thank you. Christy, what has surprised you or, or just impressed, made an impression upon you as you've been involved in this work and you're seeing not only the results of people donating, but then those who are receiving these donations? Has there been anything that's just really moved you or maybe a story that really sticks out to you during these last three or four weeks? Yeah, you know, um, I will have to say, um, you know, it's been such a positive movement. This has been probably, you know, like Tam always tells me every single day, this is one of the most defining moments in his life. Mm -hmm. And I will have to agree with that a thousand percent. Um, the impacts that we are making just as a team of five and then, you know, with our volunteers and with, you know, our families supporting us, like, it has just generated such a positive outreach to people. You know, we, we've we seen this community come together in ways that we've never seen it before. Um, you know, in respect to social and physical distancing, um, you know, we're still able to help. We, I mean, we can still go to bed every single night knowing that we saved a mother, a father, a grandparent, kids, um, just, I mean, even saving, even if this whole operation saved one life, that's sure. all that matters to us. Um, you know, because every life matters. Everybody deserves a chance at a life. Everybody deserves a chance at, you know, just waking up and seeing their family or seeing their friends just, or experiencing life. So, you know, you, like Tam said, we donate 120,000 masks, 300,000 glo 300, gloves. And, you know, we do believe that that's made a huge impact um, for at least one person, to say the least. Um, but I mean, uh, another sense is just seeing people call us and, you know, it's, it's been a very emotional three weeks, to say the mm -hmm. least. Um, we've heard stories that, you know, 
that really just break us and it really hits our core. And it's not even just the personal family members, like, you know, my cousin who is in Texas and he's been exposed to multiple COVID patients and he had to self quarantine. And, you know, he is probably, you know, I deeply care and respect for him, have much respect for him and knowing that he could potentially have it. That was probably one of the most heart wrenching things I could probably have heard um, because that's, a close person in my life. Sure. But, um, you know, and just hearing Antham's, you know, family and, you know, how his sister-in-law Iris is in the front line and she can't live there for the moment. And, you know, you know, their family really misses them, especially, especially his kids. So, you know, it's just stories like that, um, that are really difficult or, you know, the senior facilities. I've had one gentleman that's called me practically two two times a week for the past three weeks if not more with multiple text messages and he's just begging and pleading for for just more masks or more gloves because you know there's they have um, a facility that that holds um, 152 employees and they all don't have masks they don't have any type of ppes and like we've heard on the news they don't end up showing to work because yeah. showing up to work um, because they're scared, because they have families, because, you know, they, they have to, their first responsibility in life is to take care of their families. And so they're, they don't want to expose them. Um, but, you know, it is their job at the same token. So that's kind of a, that's definitely a hard balance there. Um, but, you know, it's, it's our family members. It's the personal stories that we've heard that it's just, this has made it a very, an, an emotional roller coaster. Um, but also at the end of the day, we are saving lives. And so we are able to help. Yeah, and you said it spot on. If you save just one person, it's worth the entire effort, of course, because you know every life is as precious as, as the next. And to save thousands, you have to start with the one. Correct. Tam, do the masks have to be N95? I know we hear a lot on the news about the N95 is the ideal mask. Are you only getting those, or are you getting, you know, how does how does what what can somebody do when it comes to masks or or gloves or anything? How can others get involved? Yeah, uh, so it doesn't have to be just N95s. Early on, obviously, uh, earliest in this movement, three weeks ago, we were able to get uh, N95s, uh, KN95s, uh, plenty of surgical masks. Um, since that time, over the last three weeks in this crisis, um, masks have become the most difficult thing to get, in particular the N95s. Yeah. Um, because of that, uh, because of that, we've worked with four different groups of sewers and mm -hmm. uh, and all of these Vietnamese nail salons. Um, because they're closed, some of them have even reconverted into um, uh, sewing factories. Uh, hmm. so, so imagine that their nail salon, <laughs> nail bar that used to be doing manicures is now creating all these new cloth masks. Um, many garages of many of these Vietnamese refugees and immigrants at their home have converted into sewing factories right in within their garage. Uh, each of these groups are putting out hundreds and thousands of cloth masks over these last few weeks so that we can do. I also, um, I want to thank you, Ed, and Lorianne. I know Lorianne's uh, been generous enough to also put some cloth masks together to donate to our cause, and we we're able to donate uh, to, to frontline workers. Um, uh, what, I was very moved when Christy was sharing about saving lives and, and, and things. One, there, there's been so many stories. I can share with you countless stories we won't even have time for to, to, to do on this call, but one that's really moved me is one of our family members, Ed, in our Titan community. Right. And, and she's a frontline worker who reached out to you 
and because she's at a skilled nursing facility home here in Orange County, as well as a frontline worker at a bank. And, um, and obviously, it was heart-wrenching me to, to read her email and, and to have the conversation. So I, I want to I thank you, uh, along with many other friends uh, who, 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 who've been willing to, to, to go above and beyond in not only um, helping, helping others uh, in this crisis, but by going, uh, you know, getting the masks, getting the gloves we, uh, delivered to, to these people sure. immediately. It's been really, really uh, such a moving time and, and, and positive time for humanity in, in, in making the best out of, out of such a difficult situation. Yeah, and I don't want to thank you for bringing that up because you mentioned me. I want to thank you because I want to emphasize to those that are listening and watching, <clears throat> excuse me, that I did. I got an email late one. I sent a note out to the students that we went to Vietnam with and just, you know, kind of we, Tam and I reach out to them frequently. Hey, you guys doing okay? Making sure everybody's, you know, happy, healthy, your families are doing well. And um, hope you don't hear the dogs barking. We're having a bed delivered today. So we're going to have a little bit of noise, I think, now. But that's all right. That's, that's the beauty of, of doing this from our homes. <clears throat> but I forwarded that email to, to Tam. He got it early that next morning. By that night, masks and gloves and PPEs and, and thank you cards had been delivered to that girl who emailed me just the night before. So the em emphasis there isn't that Tam and I did anything necessarily, but it's just how quickly, if anybody's listening today, has a need, reach out and by tonight, potentially your need could be handled. That's how quickly you guys are moving on this. And that's what impresses me the most. There's no bureaucracy to this. There's no wait in line. If there's a need, you jump on it. I, I just think that's so great. Tell me about the event coming up this week. What are, on, on April 23rd, I know that there's a significant event in the community. Uh, how can we get involved? What's needed? Walk us through that a little bit. I gotta run my baby. Okay, speaking of being at home, absolutely. Right, yeah. Yeah. So uh, as Christy tends to her, her baby, um, I'll, I'll be able to share, um, again, having multiple members on the, uh, the, this rapid fire team with, with different skill sets. Uh, we, we, we have one, one uh, team member named Ted Nguyen, who, who was mentioned earlier. Uh, he's put together a press event, but again, without inviting any, anyone else except the press themselves and some restaurant owners uh, uh, in front of the uh, iconic Asian Garden Mall uh, in, in Westminster. Uh, we have um, 20 restaurants that are each donating 1975 food items or drinks. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Seven Leaves Cafe, uh, Northgate Market, the Gonzalez family, yeah. um, the, uh, the, um, the Westlake family, uh, Taiho, uh, the Recess Room family, the Fam family, for, for um, um, the Ngoc family. Again, uh, there, there's so many I'm missing here. There's 20 uh, that, that are donating. Um, Hector Garcia's involved in this movement, mm -hmm. as well as the um, Danny Bunn from California Noodle and Grill. Uh, of course, uh, thank the Center for Family Business, as well as Ed Hart for, for boxes uh, being donated. Uh, thank you cards led by Dr. Natalie Tran uh, of Cal State Fullerton, uh, a professor in the College of Education. Um, so the 1975 thank you cards, then we've got 1975 hand sanitizers by a cosmetic company. We've got um, 1975 nail polishes from um, a whale, uh, you know, a Skyline Beauty. But again, having 30,000 meals uh, to be able to deliver uh, yeah. within this, this next week uh, to, um, to, uh, to the Mercy House uh, homeless shelter that we'll be delivering to, to frontline workers in grocery stores uh, over at uh, the different markets at both uh, Northgate and Saigon City um, to be able to do, uh, take it to hospital workers 
uh, that are working in the ER, ICU, and other units that haven't gotten it, to take it to skilled nursing facilities and nursing homes. Uh, this, is, uh, this is an event uh, this Thursday that we're going to be um, doing and kicking off. Uh, obviously, we're practicing full social distancing, physical distancing. Everyone's going to be in their cars. There's going to be no program. I think there's two minutes worth of um, uh, of an announcements and thank yous. Um, we, we also want to thank, obviously, Orange County United Way for stepping up. Uh, they, they've been very generous, not only creating a landing page for donations. Uh, um, and again, thank you, Ed, for being our first donor on that page as well. But they're going to be part up, of that. Um, they're stepping up for uh, twenty-five thousand uh, dollars. We have two generous anonymous donors at this point because they believe in the nineteen seventy-five theme and mission. So one stepped up for nineteen thousand dollars, and another for seventy-five thousand dollars, and we'll nice. be receiving. So we'll be receiving those checks this Thursday as well. Uh, there's been a tremendous number of uh, family businesses uh, in the area that have just been continuing to donate to this cause. Uh, my good friends who I met through Ed uh, have also donated uh, for seven, obviously the Seven Leeds family drinks and otherwise, uh, they're donating 1975 drinks. Uh, uh, the Mendoza uh, Teacher Created Materials family has donated from the, the mother to the sister to obviously the daughter who's my dear friend, Deanne Mendoza, mm -hmm. and they've been very, very generous in donating, as well as the Dinan family. Uh, Jenny and Dave Dinan have generously donated to this movement. Um, all good friends uh, from, from the Center for Family Business that I've met. It's tremendous. The pouring of love has been tremendous. Uh, uh, we've, we've surged in love and humanity, uh, <laughs> obviously working with Christy and the Nailing It team, uh, as well as many other teams, four sewing teams, a, a Cards for Heroes team, a um, um, uh, the Project Vietnam Foundation team, the Operation Be Kind team, the Project Namke team. I can tell you the collaboration is tremendous. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and so the outpouring of love and the surge that we have as a community has, 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 is going to beat COVID, is going to beat the virus. And, uh, and one of the, one of the, uh, one of the, quotes that I heard from an ER doctor that we delivered to was, was very powerful. And I wanted to share it because I think about it every night when I wake up is um, he says, we're, we're not the front line anymore here in the ER. Mm, the, wow. the, the community like nailing it for healthcare workers and others, partners and collaborative, they are now the front line. The community is the front line. We here in the ER as medical workers, we are now, the last line of defense. We are all in this war together. Yeah. Let's win this war. So he wanted to thank everyone out there in the community that are the front line now, because he sees himself as the last line of defense. Awesome, thank you, Sam. Christy, welcome back. Thank you. How has this, these efforts of the last three weeks changed you? What's been the impact on you that you're gonna take away from this that you hope to apply in your life going forward once we're through this crisis? Um, the biggest I would say is that just life is so precious, you know, and it's um, a sense of community is so precious. You know, we are so used to being in our daily lives and we're so busy and we're doing, you know, we have a million things on our to-do list. Um, and it's just to really sit back and reflect like how precious one's life is, you know, whether it's you have a grandparent or a mother in a nursing home or, you know, you know, people can really just go in an instant, um, you know, because they have COVID. Um, and so I think it's just been very eye-opening um, just to really sit back and reflect on your own life, 
and you know also with the relationships you have with people and you know just being able to build something so fast in order to help and everybody in need and so i just think that you know if if you sit back and you say you're too busy for something it's really not true um, if you pour your heart and your soul into anything you do, um, you can achieve it in, you know, in a matter of minutes, days, weeks, just like we have. And, you know, this initiative just started not too long ago, three weeks ago. Amazing. And we've, yeah. And we've done so much in just a short amount of time that I think looking back, there's, there's nothing that you can't do. There's, you know, for anybody out there, just, you have to believe in yourself. You have to want to be a better person and to make a difference and you know i there's so much need out there um that you know this is you know i i believe for me this is just my first initiative i've um you know tam has really helped me find my calling in a way um to just continue helping after this um whether it be you know with kids with you know people in need and you know for me it'll probably be with kids because i that really hits close to home for me sure. Um, and so I think the one thing I take from it is that this is my first initiative and, you know, going forward, going forward that this is what I'm going to use as my foundation to just keep on going. Thank you for that. Now, Tam, as I mentioned at the beginning, I seem to think that there's four or five or 10 of you because you're involved in so many different things, but you've told me not only on this interview, but also in our early morning conversations that we've been having every day the last several weeks that this has changed you, <clears throat> unlike, sorry, unlike anything else that you've done. Why this? People are dying. We're in a crisis. In my lifetime, I didn't experience the Vietnam War. And this is the worst thing and the most tragic thing I've ever experienced in my life. And because of that, um, we have a choice. We have a choice to make to sit around and uh, do nothing and well, we're doing something by doing nothing uh, ironically but um but we have a choice every morning and to make a decision of making a difference and uh, as i reflected in listening to a conversation that you ed uh, ed you and i and ivan had last year um a year ago this month uh regarding um my children and our families there was a question asked of my children what makes you happiest and each of them responded time with the family made them happiest. Yeah. And, so and I can't help but that think that, wow, we have to turn this crisis into the happiest time. I've never spent more time with my kids and family during school time yeah. than I have this month. And, and, and so uh, there's only, not, not only do we spend time with our family now and our kids and create most of the happy memories, but we also have a chance to meet the moment of this crisis to make a difference in the lives of others beyond ourselves in our own families. And this will be a defining time in my life. I've decided that um, I'm working with wonderful, kind hearted people with values uh, right. such as you two on this, as well as many other teams that, that we're part of now that Christy and I are part of. Um, and, and, and we're all in this together. And, and, and because of this crisis, I'm, we're going to come out on the other side stronger, more reflective, more thoughtful, and we're going to pivot. Excellent. So we're being told in the last few minutes here, there's a couple more things I want to ask. And I want to make sure that if there's anything else you want to share, that we get that opportunity to do that. 
we're being told on the news. We're being told every any, anytime we turn on a radio or or have a conversation with anyone, stay home, which obviously we're all talking about and alluding to. So help me understand, and I do, but help somebody who may be watching or listening today who might not get it. How can I stay home and get involved at the same time? What can I do from the comforts of my house to help out with this this movement? Um, you know, there are so many ways that you can help just even staying home. Um, you know, you can definitely donate to the cause. Um, we are actively seeking new and unused um, PPEs. Um, that includes masks, um, surgical and or homemade. Any, it really doesn't matter. These at this point, it's just anything to to protect our front line, our grocery store workers, our you know our uh, first responders, our um, you know our, anybody that works in the medical community. Um, any type of protection is definitely what they need. Um, so if you if you have any of those, please, please drop them off at Advanced Beauty College in Laguna Hills or Advanced Beauty College in Garden Grove. Um, Drop-off sites are available Monday through Friday from nine to three. Um, and you know, if, if, you, um, you, if you are unable to bring it, to one of the facilities, just give us a call, and and we'll we will always figure something out. Um, you know, it's a sense of community. We will be there for you. It's um, you know, we we will help because the, our main goal is to help the front line right now. And so, you know, we can work together as a community. But you know, if if you have any type of PPEs, please, I would urge you to donate it. And I'll take that a step further too. If anybody is not comfortable leaving their house, um, I'm happy to, and our From the Heart team, our phone number, and I'll put it in our show notes. And I'm also going to put a link to the United Way. I'm going to put any, you know, I'm going to put the YouTube video on how to make a homemade mask that my wife watched to learn to, to make the mask. We tore up old t-shirts and made masks that are now being used. Um, our number here is 714-458-3064. If you'd like to make a donation, but you don't want to leave your house, put it on your doorstep and we'll come get it and we'll go get it. We'll make sure someone picks it up and takes it. Because as you both have said, if we can save one life, then the work is absolutely worth it. Um, tell me in the last couple of minutes that we have, what do you hope people listening? I mean, I know we're already talking about this here and get involved in the you need masks and so forth. Um, I guess just, I'll really just ask, is there anything else that you'd like to share? I'm realizing as I'm thinking through the question we've already asked and answered it, is there anything else that you'd like to share, a word you'd like to get out, a thank you, or just a, a, an ask of anyone who may be watching or listening today? Like I said, this, this interview is not being broadcast live, but within the hour it will be. So this will be getting out to you know thousands of people here within an hour. What would you like them to, to ask them to do? Yeah, I'm going to throw it at you. What's that? I'll throw it at you. Okay, thank you. I'll, I'll catch it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, um, my ask is um, start with a conversation in your house with your partners, with your children and spouses and family. Start with this conversation of what can we do even as we stay at home. Is it, is it write a thank you card? Is it make a video? Is it reach out uh, to us or any other organization? Is it find out through your network that you know a restaurant or have a favorite restaurant that you can call today to, to, to join? Um, is it um, to ask, to talk to your kids about what can we do in the community uh, at this time? 
because of all, there's, there's just so many things to do, but spark it with a conversation. Reach out to Ed. Uh, feel free to reach out to Christy and myself, obviously, through the Nailing It initiative. There's so many other initiatives. Obviously, I want to give, I want to end this with uh, thanking our, our partners, uh, our partners in particular, Orange County United Way, that now has a link up and in partnering with Nailing It during this pandemic relief effort. We, I also want to thank Love to You, uh, our nonprofit organization partner, because we're just an initiative of five volunteers coming together without a nonprofit and without a, a, a 501c3. We partnered with Love to You. Uh, thank you to them in this, as well as thank you to the Heart Leadership, the Center for Family Business, and all of you out there. We're looking con to continue to make a difference. This, this war is not over. Uh, it's going to continue, unfortunately. Uh, this COVID is ar around. Uh, we don't even know at this point when and if the surge is coming. Continue the great work you're doing, California especially, uh, and others, uh, flattening the curve, staying at home. We're clearly doing something right here locally, and, and, and obviously our hearts are with those that are most affected over in New York, Michigan, and, and around the country. Um, but um, those are kind of things that I would uh, say in terms of my call to action. Uh, connect with Ed. Ed's offered his phone number and contact. Please connect with him. And Ed, we will support you with other team of volunteers to drive these critical PPEs and, and meals to those who need it most. Our, our nursing homes, our homeless shelters are overflowing with tremendous needs. Yeah, um, yeah we have nail salon owners that are contemplating suicide. So it's tremendous. Our, our nonprofit partners are helping through telemedical health now uh, on, on daily calls. Uh, we're going through a, a tremendously hard time. So thank you for just giving your heart. Yeah, you bet. Um, we have a lot of interns at Cal State Fullerton that, that I know who would be happy to, to join in the ranks of driving around and picking up as well. One in particular that has worked for me, who I know he's ready to, to jump, and I know several are. Christy, I, I opened with you, ladies first. So I guess I'll close with you. Unless, Tam, you have anything else you'd like to share before I ask my last question of your, of your partner here? Um, I always ask everyone at the end of all of my podcasts, and you've been sharing it for the last 45 minutes, but I'm going to just simply say, Christy, what's in your heart? My heart is to urge everyone to please, please, please stay home. If it's not essential, um, you know, I, we understand that if you, you have to get groceries, you have to, you know, some people are considered essential businesses, so they have to go to work. But aside from that, we really urge people to stay home. Um, this COVID is real. Um, it's people are dying. Um, we, we get calls all day, every day with sto stories after stories. And it's, it's hitting closer and closer to home. A few, a few months ago, it was, it was, you know, somewhere else in the, in the world. Yeah. But now it's it's getting closer and closer to home, and it really really hits hard. And you know, despite what your beliefs are, um, we do believe that you know the governor and the president, despite you know what what political stance you have, um, that they are trying to protect us. They are urging us to stay home, and you know, being home, you're spending time with your family, and or you know, you just you can always find something to do at home, but at the same token, even though you feel like you're not doing anything, you're actually saving a life by staying home. And, you know, we, 
we really respect that. We California has done a wonderful job staying home um, because we are flattening the curve, but we still need to continue this practice so that we can just flatten the curve and resume our daily lives. You know, we nobody wants to stay at home every single day um, not knowing what tomorrow will bring. You know, I just like Tam and I, we we have businesses to run. We would love to be open. You know, we would love to have, we would love to expand. And just like Tam was saying with him expanding his third location, I mean, that's, you know, it's things like that that get really affected. And, um, you know, we, we just, we all want to resume our daily lives. And, you know, if we can work together collaboratively, um, we we can help each other and we can just make it out of this and we will beat this but you know for the time being just stay home yeah and you know and i would like to end with saying thank you to my wonderful teammates um tam uh johnny hallie and ted um none of this would have happened without any of them um the volunteers the people that have reached out our families that have supported us through all this um you know that are pushing us to get through this because you know the days and the days get do get hard they get tiring they get exhausting but you know like we keep reiterating you know if it saves one life all this is all that matters absolutely tam and i were saying early on in the very first conversation i think we had about this mm -hmm. that our messaging is always it's better to be overly cautious and be wrong agree than, than to be careless and be wrong if I'm going to be wrong, I'd rather be wrong on the side of saving lives. So yeah. Christy, it's great to get to know you. And I'm excited to actually be in person to get to know you and, you know, elbow to elbow or whatever it's going to look like. Um, the handshakes and hugs may be a thing that are down the road a little bit further. But if, if we're staying safe and healthy, that's important. Tam, thank you for your leadership, as always, putting this together, uh, changing lives and saving lives and just can't thank you enough for being one of my most dear and truest friends and I think back to the that morning in Vietnam and in, in Ho Chi Minh City when we sat up on the ninth floor of the hotel and we uh we did our little podcast interview with my iPhone holding up like this and uh, I'm glad that we're now doing it like this and that we get this message out to the world to let's just step up and, and try to save one more person today so thank you very much for your leadership Thank you so much for your time and for having us um, and just helping us get the word out. Appreciate you both. And uh, now let's, uh, let's all stay home and, and make a difference today. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you uh, to my brother from another mother and my